episode 67. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. And today we're in the center of the universe. Yeah, that's right, New York City, Manhattan. John Lennon called it that once, and I kind of agree. I'm close to home today with Melissa B. Wait till you hear her sing and hear the stories she has to share. Strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. Well, today I got Melissa B. with me on the Dharmic Evolution in New York City. Melissa, it is so good to have you on Dharmic Evolution. Welcome. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, it's so good to come circling back to home base because uh, we've been kind of globetrotting the world. We've been in London a lot. We've been in Sydney and... um, We've been just going to a lot of different countries with this show, which I really like, but it is so great to have somebody with your uh, abilities on the show, and I've been checking out your music, and I love what I'm hearing. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So let's let's start it. Where, how, did you, how did you get into all this? I mean, how did you become the uh, Melissa B that's rocking <laughs> out right now with this great sound you have? Uh, uh, Let's just see a lot of trial and error. Okay. <laughs> you know, a lot of trial and error. Um, you know, I'm still searching. Not even searching, but I'm still crafting my sound. Okay. So, um, it's been, you know, a couple of years. I'd say more so I really took more focus on it. I think after my father died, I really, like, took some time off, and I really reflected on what I wanted to do. How, how long ago did your dad pass? He passed away, it's going to be 10 years now. But right. what I'm telling you is, is that two years after his passing, it, that's how long it took me that I was in hiatus. I really literally just didn't want to sing anymore. I didn't want to sing. And right. it happened that a friend of mine took me someplace and just had me sing on stage. And when I came off stage, they were like, this is your calling. Like, why are you trying to hide it? And I'm like, I'm not trying to hide it. He's like, yes, you are. You need to be singing. He's like, you need to be writing. He's like, this is you. This is who you are. So don't you feel like you weren't really hiding? You were just running away from it a little bit to regroup? Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what it was. And It kind of chops your legs out from under you. You know, when you have somebody in your life like that, that's so important you just like kind of lose your center a little bit right yeah you do but i think um for me as an artist you know something like that i don't know for me it it was different it opened up a pandora box i think for me because um literally life was just taken right underneath someone in my life um to see that actually happen it makes you think about life a different way and right. about what you really want to do. Tell me, how did you view life when when that was happening and after it happened? Um, I don't know. I really wasn't connected with my emotions at the time, I think. So uh, you shut down a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, it's like almost like you, you lose, you know, it's like a car. All of a sudden, 
you know, half the engine's gone. It's like, exactly. what happened? You yeah, know? yeah, that's a good analogy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I had eight cylinders here. What the hell yeah. happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But then what happened was you figured out a way to breathe. So let's listen to Melissa, and this is called Breathe. I love this track. Beautiful. I love that. I absolutely love that. Does this tie back to the conversation we were just having? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. What what lucky timing I did on that one. Yeah, huh? It seems lucky. like I know what I'm doing or yeah, something. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's like, what did he do? Stay up all night and craft this? Wow. That is like such a tribute to um, to the way you were feeling like when your dad passed. I mean, it's just amazing. Um and I love your voice is just so ethereal and beautiful. So tell me, how, how did you craft this uh, production-wise, Melissa? Um, well, it was actually produced by, by my producer, B. Howard, who I've worked with. and <laughs> Who was it, B. Howard? Yeah, B. Howard. Okay. He, um, we were in the studio with my uh, engineer, Michael Ashby, um, and uh, I heard it, and he's like, you're going to write to it. 
And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to write to this. He, he pushed me in the booth and he was like, you're going to focus and you're going to write to this. And I was like. Wow, that's a first. He pushed you yeah. in the booth. Is, yeah. is this hockey or what? A penalty yeah. booth? <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're not coming out there till you have something. So I started thinking and I said to him, I was thinking to myself, I said, huh, I wonder what my dad was thinking when he was taking his last breaths when he was leaving this earth. Right. And then I said to myself, oh, what does a baby think when a baby's taking his first breaths into this earth? Two, sh two souls sharing the same time. Can you imagine two souls sharing the same time One's leaving the earth and one's coming into the earth for an experience. Right. So it was like I was imagining a tunnel of, of love, a tunnel of vision, a tunnel of your, all your images of your life flashing through your eyes. And then here comes this child coming into life. That was what I was thinking. Sometimes wow. I visually think when I write sometimes. Well, well, hats off to him for doing that because he threw down the challenge and you yeah. said, okay, I, okay, I'm going to rise to the occasion here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, is a, this song, when I heard it last night, I was like, wow, this is, this is really, really cool. I love the song a lot. And mm -hmm. um, just you have a, the ability in this song to just, you know, you're taken on a journey. It's one of those rare songs that... Um, you know, when you just sit and listen to it, that's what happens. So that's great. And I wanted to ask you about, um, uh, like, home for you. Where did you grow up? You're, you're in New York now, but you you were, you grew up in the South? I grew up, no. Oh. <laughs> I grew up, well, my parents retired there. My parents were in the military. So I literally grew up in Japan, Germany, Hawaii, and then my parents retired in Virginia. Oh, okay. That's where I got that from. Wow. So you've been a globetrotter your whole yes. life. Yes, I have been. Mostly, uh, I lived in Germany um, most of my life, and then, you know, Japan, and then Hawaii. So, most of those places. Wow. So, tell me about that experience. How did that shape you? I, I, was it a, did you consider that a, a real advantage and a really positive, um, you know, uh, aspect to your life? Absolutely. You're, yeah. you're literally uh, like a little ambassador of the United States. So right. um, I got to see different parts of the world that a lot of kids would love to have seen um, at my age and speaking different languages, of course. Yeah, for sure. So yep. so you're, you're, you're multilingual, of course. Yeah, but it's funny because, you know, uh, I, I, I used to speak German, but when you come back to America and well, actually we moved to Hawaii, and uh, <laughs> not a lot of people in Hawaii speak German. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to learn Hawaiian, a little bit of Hawaiian, which a lot of people don't know in Hawaii. They right. do speak English, but they have their own language. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you learn the history of Hawaii. It's important to understand. So you gave up on teaching them German and you just folded and said, all right, yeah. I got, I'm going to have to learn Hawaiian. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. Like, yeah. You learn all these things and you have a I have all these friends around the world. It's great. It is. I mean, I'm, you know, I can't speak from experience because I'm having, I'm still having trouble learning English <laughs> at my stage. But, but it's like I always felt like it opens you up more, especially as a as a creator. You know, as a creative type. You know, like just going into those areas of different, you know, languages. It's like wow. There's a whole, you know, way of connecting both in in just 
language skills, but the cadences and the different uh, rhythms of a language yeah. also speak to a musician, you know, yeah, which is kind of cool. So tell me about, um, like, what's your deal this year? What are you What are you focusing on? Like, you've got these great songs. Are you gigging at all? Like, you also, um, and I, I know I'm throwing a lot at you, but there's so okay. much I want to know about you. Like, you're, <laughs> you're into this electronic, and is it EDM? Or, like, what's what do you consider, like, um, when you're crafting your songs, uh, it's real unusual, and I love it. It's got dance, it's got like house, it's got a little bit of everything in it. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, I, I'm I'm bringing this up because it's uh, it's it's important to understand that you know it's like I don't I'm the type of artist I don't like to be boxed in because right. I can do anything. Yeah, it's like you know like Michael Jackson like when he created his albums it was more of like. It could, you could hear rock and roll, you could hear R&B, you could hear pop with everything that he did. And he would have a song for the world, he'd have a song for, you know, your mama hearing it, your daddy, you know, right. your sister, somebody. So it's like, for me, I guess I'm a worldly person, you know? Right. And I have a song for everybody. So it's like I'm catering to the world. I'm not catering to just one genre. I'm Great. Try, I'm trying to... I don't know. I just I'm the type of artist where I just don't like to be boxed in. That you know, we're finding that more and more, uh, more of us w- would prefer to be accepted as you know. Just take my this song for now and just say, you know, let's burn all the damn pigeonholes and yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and appreciate what I'm what I'm putting out there for now. You know who was like that? David Bowie. Oh God, just, he was amazing. I realized, like, you know, forgive me, but you know, I didn't grow up in the seventies. You know, you know, hearing about him, I knew about him when, you know, you hear the, let's dance. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know what such great artistry he was. And I didn't know he was a Capricorn. I'm a Capricorn, too. Okay. And I was like, you know, from one Capricorn to another, another, I realized that how wide of a range of his artistry he really was. Like, he was a mastermind. He, he created different characters, and I thought that that was cool. And I'm sitting here going, wow, no wonder why his music was so diverse. Because he was always constantly thinking of changing, like chameleon, and I'm kind of like that. Isn't but, that great? Yeah, I kind of identify, you know, um, with him. And it's so sad that I had to, you know, like really like dig into his music um, you know, unfortunately, it was passing, but I mean, I'm a great fan of his anyway. I will, I'm always a David Bowie fan, but really like diving into somebody. And it's so funny because Michael Jackson used to always say, study the greats and you'll become greater. Yeah. And that is so important, like studying, you know, the uh, Billie Holiday and Aretha Franklin and, you know, uh, all these different singers that I listen to, James Brown, uh, you know, I listen to jazz too. I try to study as much as I can to, I engulf as much as I can to, to create my own thing. Right. It's like you hear, you know, Quincy Jones and, you know, uh, uh, how he came up in life, you know, coming up from Chicago and stuff. And it's just interesting what creates how someone is molded. Yeah. I can understand where you're coming from when you're asking me. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but I'm trying to tell you these are the things that I do. 
and this is where my this is where my sound comes from because I've been studying the greats, and I have been I've lived around the world, and I'm, my mind is very open, and I I think outside the box, you know. Well, I like that you think outside the box, and so let's listen to "Steal from My Heart" with Melissa B. Told me lies that you would never deceive me You tore down my walls I can't believe I'm here You took everything away How could you understand me at all? All I have right now is my pride and faith Cause it's too late I'm not afraid anymore Boy, I know your game Don't wanna play I can't take this anymore I got no regrets, just another lesson learned. Great song. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that one, Melissa. Steal from my heart. What's that about? Um, that song was written by me and my good friend and songwriting partner Gianna Salvato. Um, we were just like just sitting around thinking about like how a girl would feel if a guy was cheating. We were thinking like if he was cheating on me and cheating on her at the same time, we caught him. And uh, basically saying everything that she said was li- a lie. Right. So we just, you know, just how a girl would feel. You know? And that's stealing from the heart for sure. Stealing from the heart. Yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. Great track. Really love it. Where did you record that? Is it you, do you guys work in Manhattan or where do you go for your recordings? Actually, uh, oddly enough, I record right next door to my neighbor's house. Uh-huh. Uh, he's my engineer. His name is Michael Ashby at Crematorium Studios. <laughs> oh, that is so convenient. When it's raining and snowing out, you don't even, you just don't even put your shoes on. <laughs> you have no idea. There are times when I've spent the night in the studio with him, you know, we've like, We've, we've, we've grinded and like been writing and writing and what and he's like you're gonna go home I'm like no i just stay here like right. might as well and uh get a lot of work done it's like it's it is so convenient but it's just a blessing in disguise because i've known michael for a long time and he and i like really been working together and he's such a talented engineer that I always tell people when they meet him, I'm like, this guy you're meeting here is going to win a Grammy one day. And everybody's like, what? And I'm like, listen to his work. You'll get what I'm saying. Right. And he is. like, um, But the thing is, is that um, being able to have that facility right there and be, and be able to, like, I'll have an idea and I'll be able to call him. And like, Michael, can I come over? I have this idea. And he, like, bounces ideas off with me is great. Yeah. And that's how your team, that's how you build your team. You know, you, you, you find the people that you work well with and you gel with together, and that's how you create your sound. Right. Hey, um, let me ask you about, um, about playing out. Do you play out uh, currently? And, like, if you do, like, how do you, how do you present yourself? Do you go stripped down or full band or combination? Like, how do you do it? Um. I, I I just recently so performed at the Saban Theater in L.A. Um, in December. I was able to um, perform with a full band, but I, I got to um, perform with Patrice Russian, and um, and it was an amazing experience. But mostly, I love performing live with a live band because I feel like I get it with you know when people want to do tracks and stuff, but when you have a band. It's like you're vibing with them and right. you're vibing with you. And it's it's so magical, I feel, because it's like you never know. The, the, the experience is always different when, you have, when you're playing with the band because when people go there, they're like, oh, man, you've got to go see that. So I try to give what they call the Melissa B experience. So I try to give people that live feel, that touch, that, 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 that it's just something that you've got to come and see. And you just can't explain it. Right. Do you have? Yeah, that is that is the energy is where it all happens. The magic happens with the interaction between, you know, the drummer looking at the bass player who's looking at, you know, the piano player. And it just it just cycles on and on, you know, through the through the different people that are there. So do you use um, do you have like players that you can count on in different cities or you just have regular people or how do you put your your live act together? I have players that um, it basically it's called the Union Band. Okay, um, they're here in New York, and uh, I call upon them to play with me. So, yeah, they're they're dedicated to me. I'll just call them up, and I also have friends that are outside of the of New York that I can actually call up, and they'll actually. Right, you can call the Germans, the Hawaiians, like anybody. <laughs> like, come on, I gotta get get over here, will you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I wanted to also ask you about uh. You were picked as Singer of the Month for SingerUniverse.com. Congratulations on that. Thank you very much. So tell me, where is that organization from? That's really amazing. Cause it's I, in Los Angeles. I can imagine the competition level must have been unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So, so you have a voice that is really um, both very, very powerful and very unique. So 
when you were putting your sound together, who were the people that you were listening to? I mean, you talked earlier about, you know, some of the amazing people, Quincy Jones and, and on and on. Did you have like a favorite arsenal of um, singers that you kind of gravita- gravitated toward? Yeah, mostly Whitney and Mariah and um, Celia Cruz, um, which is she salsa, but growing up uh, and... Uh, Gloria Stefan. Yeah, you're keeping good company. Yeah, I, yeah. you know, my mom, and also Denise Williams, like, my range is very wide. Right. You know, so you got to imagine, like, as a kid, my mom, my mom would play vinyls for me, you know, that's how my mom was. <laughs> she would, yeah. she would be like, I want you to sing this, and I'm like, who's this? And my mom's like, Denise Williams, let's listen to the song, and I want you to learn, so I'm singing, like, high notes and stuff. And then you, you, I was trying to figure out my voice. And then when Whitney came along, oh, forget it. I just gravitated towards her. Yeah. Because her power, you know, and uh, that was one thing that I realized that, you know, you have to have control. So uh, growing up, listening to these singers, I didn't want to sound like them. It's more of, or mimic them. I want to be me. So, yeah. but how do you do that? You have to, you have to. You know, I, I went to train for an opera, you know, these are the things that you learn so that you can create your own sound. So, so when you train for opera, was that kind of like, like a discovery thing? Like, hey, maybe this is the thing for me? Or like, what was the motivation behind well, I, training? I, I actually wanted to uh, go to Juilliard. I wanted to become an opera singer first. Oh, okay. And then, you know. You could, for sure. I, yeah, I could, but my... But my dad was more of like, you know what, why don't you listen to what the sounds are, and then you, you'll come up to your own thing. He goes, I don't think Juilliard is the thing for you. He was like, I think it's more of you becoming this artist that you want to become. He was like, but wow, he said that to you. God bless him. That's yeah. awesome. So you had, So you had wonderful support growing up. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that that's just I you, love hearing that. You'd be amazed at the 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 uh, amount of great people I've been around in my life. Uh, my my godmother, her uncle, which is, you know, he's like my god uncle basically, as uh, Dick was Dick Scott, he used to manage new kids on the block. Okay. So can you imagine like at 12 years old, I'm like going around, you know, going to his house you know, the time because on the block you were fading out, but I'm like seeing dolls, all these dolls of kids on the block and right. all their great accolades that they've done. And he's sitting me down telling me, you know, when you, when you perform for people, you got to hit them with the first note. He's like, if you capture people with the first note, then you got them. Right. So he was... He was like he was uh, mentoring me. Yeah, he was conveying to you that, darling, you are underneath the stars. So let's take a listen to Melissa B with Underneath the Stars. Let me make this 
such a big voice <laughs> you know what are you all of 112 pounds my god you can really yeah. so you listen to uncle was it uncle dick uh you hit him for the first note you got me on the first note <laughs> i'm telling you every every time you your song starts it, it it's like you really listened to him and took that to heart i did i never forgot that yeah it's such yeah. a great piece of like why start like you know why why have your energy level at a three when you can when you can go to an eight yeah you know you know it's like you know what you want people to hear you you want people to you know that it's like saying why am i listening to this here's right. why you're listening to this <laughs> yeah 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 so so songwriting for you like did you basically know like that you were a songwriter like re really early on because you were considering opera and your dad had that great piece of advice of just sort out the sound. So when did it happen for you? You, you know, like, like what age were you when you said, oh yeah, this is going to be my thing. I'm going to create my own world. I didn't really get, I really didn't embrace my songwriting until the last couple of years, actually. Awesome. I, yeah, I really, I actually tried to shy away from it. Okay. I like, oh, I really don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so you found your path on the road that you were trying to avoid it. Yeah. yeah. And, who, and the person that pushed me was B. Howard. When, yeah. he pushed, when he pushed me in that booth that day. That was it. 
that was it. That was the, I call that, that was the floodgate moment. The just, floodgate moment, or in quotations, <laughs> the day of the booth. The day of the booth. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get a song out of that, Melissa, the day of the booth. That could yeah. be so captivating. I could see that as a screenplay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so from there, like, was that like one of those moments where you just went, wow, man, the light bulb just is, is like really revved up now. It's a thousand watt um, metal halide going off in my head. Yeah, just, you know, more things came to me uh, a lot easier. Yeah, um, just because like, you embraced it finally. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I'm the type of writer, like I told you, I, I don't know, it's very, I don't know if everybody does this, but for me, I have to visually see it before I even write it. Like I have visions of of, of the story unfolding. Of the story or? unfolding. Okay, gotcha. And then I have to put it to words of what I'm seeing or how I want the story to come about. Right. So it's like you know, um, like the Saw Maria. Um, um, when we wrote that, I literally was crying every time we were thinking of things to say. And my cousin and I actually started it off, and then we sent it to, to Brandon to be Howard, and we were like, what do you think? And he started adding his parts to it, but more so the chunk of it was me and my cousin, and we were thinking of our mother, our grandmother, like what women go through when they strive through life and becoming the grandmothers and the mothers. And we were thinking, huh, it's funny, if a woman, if a girl, young girl sees their mother being, you know, excuse me, but if a woman, woman is being beaten, Right, their spouse, or if a woman is going through being raped, or a woman is, you know, going through someone doing, you know, things to them, emotionally, or anything, they just keep quiet, and it seems like women don't, they don't, it's the unspeakable, they don't speak about it. So these are the women that are that don't have a voice, they don't speak. So right. that's what Maria was about. It was about being that voice for them okay so just to let people know this past year uh melissa's been considered for three grammy nominations for yeah. that song maria which was up for song of the year best new artist best pop solar perform performance yeah and you've also gone on to win gold for best pop artist and emerging artist from global yeah. music awards you are styling girl wow yeah, <laughs> yeah. Best pop artist and emerging artist from global Gosh, music. I was amazed by that. Yeah. I mean, this is really, uh, and, and then also best pop song for Maria for a Hollywood yes. Music Media Award. Yes, I was. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you something. When, that, when I won that one, I was, my friend texted me and goes, Melissa, you won. And I was like, won what? <laughs> yeah, a lottery ticket? Yeah. Did you win Powerball? And <laughs> they were like, you won the Hollywood Music Media thing. And I was like. I was like, you're joking. Stop playing. They were like, no, we're not playing. We're serious. I was like, really? Yeah. I Isn't that great to be validated? Like all your hard work and then somebody yeah. like acknowledges you and says, yeah. you know what? We're, we really, really appreciate how serious you take this and, and your contribution. I mean, that's worth so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. Absolutely. I, I was, I'm just over, you know, I, 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 I love that people are actually discovering me, you know, and, and I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to send a message and that's about love and peace. And, um, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring back that essence of people speaking about what's really going on in the world. And I, I feel like 
there's an emptiness uh, with music. So that's why I I'm writing these songs because it's like I want to I want to be that artist that speaks important things. Right. You know. And yeah. Of course, and and also, I wanted to ask you, Melissa, about you're an activist with a nonprofit organization, Girl Geek Dinners, mm-hmm. New York City, where you help um, young ladies get inspired about um, computer science and technology. Tell me about that. Well, um, my day job, I'm a network engineer by day. Okay, uh, so you're like Batwoman. Yeah, I know. Like you open up the closet and put <laughs> on the cape, and out you go, girl. <laughs> so so tell us how you what's going on with the computer science and technology what do you do basically um i build and design computer systems so, oh wow yeah so i um you know i help maintain them and everything like that but um i am um, actually looking into uh ui designing like actually creating the it's called the gui the interface so i'm actually thinking of a career change but you know what is ui ui um it's user interface oh okay um, so, um, I, I, like I said, I'm a chameleon. I love changing. So I'm at the point where I feel like I need to change. Yeah, that's fantastic. So you've, so you've got these two lives going on and, uh, it must be just wonderful to say I'm, I'm busy all the time, but I'm always doing something creative because I imagine your day gig, you're doing a lot of creative uh, things as well. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, uh, that's why I did the nonprofit thing. It wasn't just me. It was two other partners I had. And um, what we did was we we started feeling like, I mean, you got to understand in the IT field, there's not a lot of women in this field. Right. Um, It's very male dominant field. So yes, I know I came from that. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, you know, I said to myself, oh, well, what can we do to turn into think about things in order to get women more interested in computer science. Right. So um, we're like, we're not the only ones here in New York City. So we, we decided to like reach out to Google and Microsoft and them, and they were like ecstatic that we were interested in doing these dinners because they were like, we, we, whatever you need, tell us. So what we did was we thought of themes. So I was thinking of like, for instance, recently I just had an idea of like technology and makeup. You know, like, what is that? Okay, there are makeup artists around the world, and a lot of women who don't know how to do their makeup or they need a makeup artist quickly. So I know someone who actually created a app to so that you could reach out to a makeup artist on your wedding day or your special occasion. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah, so it's like, you know, there, there's all these great things that you could think of with technology, and a lot of girls, they just don't know where to go. Or like um, one thing we had at Microsoft was a, a, a startup. There are a lot of girls out there who want to start up their own technology company, but they just don't know how to do it. So we, you know, joined together with Microsoft and brought in like attorneys and marketing directors and stuff like that who actually worked at startup companies to come in and give them advice on how to start their companies. So these are the type of things that's important to give back to your community because it's not just, you know, young women coming out of college who are going into the corporate world and working but it's also the younger girls because you know you gotta understand growing up your parents don't tell you hey why don't you look into you know this coding it's yeah more, right hey, <laughs> what the hell is that it's more of you know like boys it's different it's more of like do whatever you want you could be an astronaut you could be that but nobody really tells a girl they could be an astronaut right tell them they wouldn't be a car mechanic 
or something like that. It's like we have to discover it ourselves. Right. But, but if you see more people or women who are in this, that genre that you're kind of interested in, and they're out there to help you and tell you, hey, I'm doing it. You know, I know for me it's a different twist. I'm giving them something different, and that's why I combine music and technology to show them I'm not just a geek. I'm not just a girl geek. I'm actually doing my music too, but I'm also combining social media and all these different things in my world right. to show them that I really do this. Like I really understand it, and I really do speak your language, but I'm doing it in a different way. That's fantastic. I mean, the, the fact that you are showing these ladies that the the world of possibilities is real. So yes. let's ch- let's check out is real with Melissa B. <laughs> oh yeah. cool on that one girl from the opening line again (laughs) i love the way you did that with the um opening up with uh you know just creating that cadence with the um with the delays on the voice and then you know putting the anticipation out there for like okay what's happening here and then the song kicks in love that really really great and by the way folks it's not it's real it's i s real is real which uh, i really love that song 
Mm-hmm. So uh, tell us about that. How did you create that one? Uh, I created that with uh, B. Howard. Okay. And Michael. Uh, and uh, actually, he started, Brandon actually started uh, writing to it. And he was just like, okay, finish it. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he started with the chorus of it. And, uh, and I was just thinking, and it's so funny you said that. What we, were, we were just talking technology because I haven't, my idea is I want to do a, um, a music video uh, with my Google Glasses. And um, my vision is to create something where, I, where a robot falls in love with me. and that's why it's called it's real right um but um yeah the song is uh it's just about love and just saying that love is real right and just you know how it feel (laughs) yeah it's awesome you know this is um this is a type of show that uh you're gonna have to come back because we i feel like we just barely scratched the surface here and we're absolutely yeah and we're winding down i found out so much about you which i didn't know which was really amazing that you have um this completely um parallel life that you live which is so awesome you know the creative and you're doing these things for for your uh for your female um um counterparts who are who you're helping them out with all these things you're doing and uh i just really admire and acknowledge all the work that you're doing and uh you know it's just wonderful so why don't we um let people know where we can find you can you give your website and you know so we can connect with you and support you yeah, um, my website is melissab.com. Okay. And, um, my, you know, my Twitter is Melissa B Live, and my Instagram is Melissa B Live, and my Facebook page is Melissa B Music. Okay, excellent. We'll we'll have all of these, of course, in the show notes for all you folks to connect with Melissa and support her in her endeavors with music and all the other things she's got going on. And Melissa, I wanted to thank you so much. I mean, we met very recently and you came right on the show and um, I'm really, really so thrilled that you did and so happy that uh, we had a chance to connect together. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, Kevin. I really appreciate you actually inviting me. I was like, what? Oh, wow. I was like, I'll do it. No problem. Yeah. This, it's great. Thank this, you. It's always a pleasure. And uh, listen, I want to wish you all the success moving forward. And for sure, we'll stay in touch. Okay, great. Absolutely. I think I could talk to her for hours. What an interesting and deep and talented lady. Don't you think? She really, really stacks the cool. That was just great. And being in Manhattan, that was really nice too. Breathe, steal from my heart. Underneath the stars is real. We're chatting Grammy Awards, computer science, the GUI, network engineer, Google Glasses and dating a robot. Love and peace is coming back in a big way. The artists are coming back. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Don't forget, swing over to dharmicevolution.com. Check out all the content on the site there, including my coaching page. If you're a podcaster new to the space or thinking of becoming one, I can help you with that. Just email me at kevin at dharmicevolution.com. There's also videos, photos, conversations, music downloads, and links to all of my past guests on the site. 
And, you know, you can even see Melissa and all her stuff. She will be on that site. And if you've been on this show, you're on there. So don't forget the downloads are free, but the content, it's priceless. Hey, on Wednesday, we're going to visit with Almani Ilfated from the African Sudan to Toronto, Canada. Another young, vibrant talent just styling for you and me. That's it for me today, everybody. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor for the Dharmic Evolution, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. <laughs>